0: We didn't even cover our stupid Skype story.
1: This is Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny on the Revelations Radio Network.
0: Podcasting to you from the foggy forest of Meadowdale, Washington, where I am debating whether or not to activate a Google phone. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. I am from Hood River,
1: Oregon, where I've got the March Madness. I'm Andrew Hoffman. <laughs> bracket looking good over there, buddy? Uh, more so my wife's bracket is looking good. <laughs> That's just the annual. She's a basketball, college basketball savant. She doesn't even need to ever watch any of the games.
0: <laughs>
1: she is uh, doing you, well. it's a- Annually, I feel like we go through this. Yeah. Yeah, you want to know what her final two is this year?
0: No. Sure. Yes, please. Uh, Michigan and Kansas. Which is still actually, alive. Actually both possible, right? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. If
1: Cincinnati hadn't blown a... 22 point lead she might have like the whole final four but wow
0: well they said they were down to the elite eight or even this is sweet 16 and there was zero brackets left out there that were perfect oh yeah yeah there's
1: <laughs> yeah warren buffett put his billion dollars out there one year to get everyone's yeah, information a couple and, of years ago yep yeah was, I always, i always think of that no, no need to do it annually. Once you get everyone in the U.S.'s information.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of getting everyone in the U.S.'s information, yeah. How about uh, how about that Facebook?
1: That yeah, Facebook. This uh, this came up in a a meeting at work. Okay. Yeah, like, do you have a Facebook app on your phone? Because if you do, they've got all your phone calls ever made. It's like, okay, well. Facebook and whoever your cell phone provider and the government and right, lots sure. of other entities. But, sure. uh, yes, this is the, uh, although at least the report I saw kind of a little ambiguous on how actually people had discovered this, like, Oh, they downloaded zip files from it, mm-hmm. from their phones. Um,
0: so, I mean, I certainly believe it, but... So, the you're talking about the phone number thing? That's an Android thing. So, you know, a big thing today was Apple users saying uh, uh, that, you know apple basically you're in once you're in their walled garden you know the apps also come in and they're each walled off too which is what a lot of people hate there's no freedom but like there's nothing they can get in or out without them okaying it and supposedly the facebook app went into the and when it was installed into the android operating system started to scrape text messages and calls Mm -hmm. whereas the and the uh app on facebook if you allowed it or signed into other dr- websites through the browser on on uh your iphone then you know then the, the data was all compiled or whatever but it, it couldn't go in and like literally just scrape for text messages and phone uh, calls and then even then i think uh it's metadata not phone call recordings it's, right, it's literally who you called. It's not like the NSA. Oh, we only have the metadata when we know they were lying about that. But with Facebook, I think they can actually track just basically who it was that you called. And I mean, it's a it's a it's a weird story, right? Because I spoke to somebody this week who is the biggest never Trumper. He was all in for Bernie. He uh, w- w- like almost. Like, I've never seen him more upset than when Trump almost cut funding for uh, National Public Radio and PBS. I mean, he was, he, he's that. As if that would end the program. He's that guy, right? Yeah. Um, and I mentioned this to him, like, hey, kind of crazy, right? Just because I, you know, because I'm a jerk. I do stuff like this. I'll just throw it out there yep. just, just to hear what people say, you know, just throw to get their. some red meat. Yeah, yeah. just to see what happens. And he, uh, he he's like, you know, I mean. The thing that kills me about this is like, so you're telling me that they're using Facebook data and all my likes and dislikes and stuff to sway the, you know, my opinions and try to advertise for me for the election. I mean, doesn't everybody do that? I mean, Obama did that, and that wasn't an issue, was it? I mean, all of a sudden now it's Trump, and we're all going to lose our minds. I was like, whoa, that was a, <laughs> that was a weird response. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I wasn't expecting that. He, he's
1: got worlds colliding.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: because the. The Silicon Valley companies, I mean, at least the head honchos for the most part are big liberals. I mean, Bezos and Zuckerberg and what have you. So this is kind of some infighting going on. You have to watch. uh, It's also TV versus the Internet. You know, watch for that battle. Right. This will be a much bigger deal along uh, on cable news channels because it's a competition for advertising dollars. You know, uh, Tucker Carlson just about every night is bashing Google or Facebook or something. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's, because uh, the more people paying advertising on there, the fewer people are paying for spots on his program. Yeah. So, uh, you know there's there's certainly self interest
0: involved in in the coverage absolutely um it is fun to kind of watch some people you know just wake just up just like yeah and just like the net neutrality thing you know
1: you had the <laughs> facebook and everyone's just oh oh you know it's so terrible net neutral we need net neutrality ah oh. and really they're just saying all the stuff we do, uh, we don't want your internet service provider to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, so the, we control content, not not your ISP.
0: Also, I, I believe we covered a few weeks ago that I'm playing like a virtual stocks game with my brother and kind of keeping up with that, trying to keep up with financial stuff. I mean, there it, it's it is like no other stock so far this year. Facebook is falling, like just in, it's been in free fall for the last two weeks. Hmm. It's just dropping. Like I mean, they've, they said it was, it's lost over a billion or a couple billion, or Zucks lost a couple billion in net worth. Just absolute free fall. While there's been uh, some other corrections and you know across the last few days. I mean, there was everybody you know got freaked out that Friday we're gonna fall off the face of the map again and then back into this uh monday today and you know everything else recovered except facebook still in in free fall yeah well you know i uh i heard one
1: comment that made a lot of sense to me they said because after that huge initial drop um they said well do do you think this is it i mean you know this is the bottom and it goes up from here and he said markets don't make all-time lows and crazy uh, crazy plunges and huge volatility they make they make bottoms and when nothing's going on they make tops with crazy volatility right That's so his take was we're in it for the uh, you know it's in for a wild ride, but uh, no that that was not the
0: the bottom no definitely not we don't need to get too caught up in all the stock coverage and stuff but yeah there was a, actually a funny article like, hey my dog's here uh, there was a funny article on uh, Zero Hedge this morning that talked about a lot of traders actually felt uh, a sense of uh, anxiety that the market was going back up like there was a quiet relief with it to go down like oh thank goodness But it, yeah, <laughs> it goes back up again with no rhyme or reason, kind of gives people some, an idea of anxiety um, Breaching the public trust, Facebook is the beginning I'm going to read this article or at least part of it here yeah. um, Last night I was chatting with a friend while waiting for my daughter. She told me her phone now informs her when her bills are due. That may not seem, seem like a big deal, but it is when you realize that she never told her phone to do that her phone is scanning her emails and letting her know that her electric bill is due. I told her Google likely pushed down an update which agreed to do it, uh, which she agreed to do without realizing it, or without getting an opportunity to opt out of it, which authorized them to not only scan her inbox but set up alerts for her. She wasn't angry about it. She was angry about it, and rightfully so. This is why I don't use any of the Google apps on my Android phone, Outlook for email, Opera for web browser, Office for my productivity apps. It was a conscious choice. I moved to Android under protest because Microsoft willfully destroyed my Windows phone. I know it's not much <laughs> better, but at least Microsoft appreciates my business now for the first time in their miserable existence. It does seem true all of a sudden. Like, all of a sudden, Microsoft's like, hey, do you guys want to – do you need – like, we're all about customers all of a sudden. <laughs> 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 and, and I wasn't uh, going to shell out a six hundred plus for the comparable iPhone. Pennywise and pound foolish, I know, but no, but no one's perfect. As a hardware savvy guy, I know when software is overburdening overburdening hardware and why. I can tell you the data harvesting on my phone was so out of control by Facebook and Google that it became so it became uh, nigh unusable on wake up upwards of a minute or two would go by before the phone was usable because so much data was being harvested off it before it would deign uh, to allow me to even use it i'll switch to the iphone when i can justify the money once i deleted facebooks and all the crap from my phone it miraculously became almost functional again i could answer calls as they came in i could reply to text approve blog comments and ping backs i will never reinstall facebook on any uh, uh, device i own I mostly post Facebook anyway and once I got my numbers from the few people I contact via messenger, I'll likely only log in to get the schedule at my local game shop. I'll, I talked about this ph- phenomenon back in October, pres- uh, presaging the backlash uh, to their current brain killing troubles. So watch people who have made the decision to simply end their relationship with Facebook. It's fascinating. Some do so because they rightfully fear Mr. Creepyberg's weird need to vacuum up all the data about everyone. The biggest problem with Facebook is it's all fake intimacy of, of real-life interactions with people you're supposed to care about. The people I truly care about, uh, v- the people I truly value, mostly feel about f- same about Facebook the way I do. That's, why, that's what makes them people I value. <laughs> they, they value the value of their close held up op- opinions and don't dilute it in public. Sh- uh, by sh- don't dilute it publicly by sharing their banality. They realize that being friends is more than dropping political stink bomb in someone's digital living room and saying, "I dare you not to breathe." <laughs> so here you're. So here you are on a platform that is supposed to be all about you, and the last thing anyone really wants to, to be on is Facebook. Uh, and the last thing anyone really wants to be on facebook is themselves especially when this technology we're all so addicted to is rendered unusable and the simplest of interactions takes 10 times longer than it used to and this inconvenience was acceptable when it wasn't obvious that your soul was being sucked up into the facebook data vacuum and sold to any john with a five fiver hanging out of his zipper pocket but it is But now that the cat is out of the bag, Facebook advertisers and competitors can virtually signal and piggyback on the delete Facebook bandwagon. Competition and all that, as a free marketer, I'm both horrified and vindicated by this. So take toxic toxic interactions, politically biased uh, feed population, to heighten anxiety and rapacious data harvesting. Shake and stir, and the resultant explosion of anger was predictable." Facebook will not recover from this. In in fact, we've likely reached the peak of free social media in general. The blockchain like Steemit is on its way forward. This has been brewing for months as the left power broker class goes through the various stages of post-election stress disorder. They've increasingly (laughs) outed themselves as the uh, insectoid monsters we've all known them to be. But again, we've put up with it because we thought their being private companies would give us some control over their worst impulses. Boy, were we wrong. Well, what we started, uh, what started as a great thing to bring people together to communicate in an increasingly fragmented society has turned into an evil Orwellian monstrosity feeding the power fantasies of the worst people on wall street and K street, Facebook, Google, and Twitter are the epicenter for the culture war being foisted on us by the psychotic and powerful. And their products have been, have to be rejected for us to have any chance of regaining control Of the narratives that uh, circumscribe our lives, use them for their own for your own purposes, but not one inch further. If Facebook is still good for your business, stay with it. I'll use YouTube for as long as they'll let me, but I have no illusions about making money off the platform directly. To me, YouTube is nothing more than a repository of my screeds against it and everything the people who own and operate it stand for. In this month's issue of Goats and Guns Investment Newsletter, I explain why we've reached this tipping point in a piece entitled Slouching Towards (laughs) Oceania." In the open market of ideas, they have lost. As long as they didn't have profound political consequences, they were okay with making money off of our discontent. So while they, social media companies, weren't built with the intention of shutting out those who weren't down with the plan of uh, frog marching us toward global oligarchic control they have the power now they are using it revealing the ugly authoritarian mindset that was always there masked by a thin veneer of civility safe in the knowledge of the power rested in them and then Trump won that's the real reason for the outrage in Facebook's casual attitude towards data. We knew this was being used against us, but it was a Faustian bargain. We get free communications. they get our data. But to then silence us uh, that the, excuse me but to then silence us because that data didn't help elect Hillary Clinton and complete the circle of salt to trap us demons within, the gloves came off, and we were to be punished for our sins, against their ideas of decency. Creepyberg's Mia culpa on CNN didn't seem <laughs> didn't see him taking any true responsibility for this. He never cared about the customers. Facebook has always been a propaganda platform of and government intelligence agency masquerading as a social network. So is Twitter. So is Google. Why do you think the Chinese and Russians have banned them from countries and fostered their own analogs? The Clinton Ouroboros. But the big question is... Why this scandal and why this scandal now? The outing of Cambridge Analytica may be payback for them helping elect Trump. Creepyberg and Facebook are past their peak with the Democrats' need to win elections, younger voters, so turning on them makes a certain kind of sense. The Clintonists slash Obama babies under pressure from failing to destroy Trump, regain control of the narrative, and preserve the status quo are turning on each other now. Like sharks in a feeding frenzy, Markers are being called in left and right, silencing silences are breaking, confidences are betrayed. Oh, the delicious irony of that! Nicholas Sarkozy was indicted for profiting off of the lib- destroying Libya. Cambridge Analytica is going down now, Facebook all in the span of a few days since Andrew McCabe was fired on Friday. People like this don't get out unless there's some major changes happening behind the scenes. Hillary's statements last week, while she was stumbling around India, may have finally been the last straw for those she failed to complete. Uh, she failed so completely in, in November 2016, and it's time to cut her loose. And in order to do that, the people complicit in her crimes are being thrown to the wolves to satisfy our anger and soothe the restless natives pre-midterms. I've been saying for months that Hillary's popularity would have to drop below a certain critical threshold for her to be indicted, that she would have to become a true liability to the cause of globalism for the sharks to finally feed the grand set, the grandest breakdown of the prisoner's dilemma the world has ever seen.
1: Oh, that was good, but that guy could use an editor, too.
0: <laughs> okay. So, no, that's... a little
1: bit, a little bit long little bit long yeah
0: gotcha gotcha yeah
1: and then but uh but but interesting and i think uh yes facebook might um might be in trouble i don't necessarily know that this will have anything major to do with it i mean it could be kind of a straw that breaks the camel's back but i think it's more you know it's just a process that these companies go through. I mean, right. look at my
0: space. And that's what I, know? that's what I said. I remember just a couple last time we did a show. Was that three weeks yeah. ago where I said, I think this is the beginning of the end when they start to edit themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I, you know, someone could write a book, the cycle of social media, like starts out, look, it's free and you can talk to people all over the place. Wow, it's fun. Create content. And then it gets boring. And then the the focus is on actually making it profitable by selling advertising. And then people stop using it. And that's, I don't even think, you know, like people are going to in mass delete their Facebook account. They're just going to use it a little bit less and then a little bit less and then
0: a little bit less. That's what, yeah. That's what I said a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's, it's interesting though, to watch people kind of wake up to, you know, the original quote from Zuck, you know, Zuckerberg's, Hey, if you need mm-hmm. any, if you need any, uh, info about anyone at Harvard, just ask, I have 4,000 emails, pictures, addresses, and social security numbers. Right. How did you manage that? People just submitted it. I don't know why they trust me. Dumb Fs. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's classy. Yeah. Waking up and remembering that this is the guy who started it, and this is where you know this is who's who's doing it now, Uh, you know. It's just you know I think it is funny that Trump gets elected and now they're going to turn against it. But I guess any mode of turning against it, I'm fine with. Another thing that often gets uh, forgotten is P- Facebook conducted a massive psychological experiment on 689,000 users, manipulating their news feeds to assess the effects of their emotions. The details of the experiment were published in an article entitled Experimental ev- uh, Evidence of Massive-Scale Emotional uh, Contagion Through Social Networks, published in a journal proceeding uh, of the National Academy of Sciences of the United States of America. You know, anyway. A lot of a lot of that sort of stuff. Yes,
1: and this, you know, I mean, you've only been back on Facebook for a couple months, and already, you know, it's like you you've got to kill it single handedly, Tim, and take it down.
0: <laughs> I don't think I can, buddy. I don't think I can do it. So,
1: well, um. I guess there's actually a few related, you know, few directions we can go from there. I was going to say just in the, the stock market thing, I threw an article in there. We don't have to read it. But uh, Wall Street bonuses jump 17% to pre-crisis levels. So <laughs> if you're looking for a warning sign, uh, you know, Wall Street bonuses bumping back up to like 2007 era um, that – could be considered a warning sign Uh, because, and you know, if I were going to guess on a manipulated, you know, market crash before the midterms kind of makes sense. All right. I mean, Trump's all the, the scandal stuff, the stormy Daniels stuff, Trump's approval rating went up 7%. Right. (laughs) So this, this is not a man who staked his political reputation on being, um, you know, a family man. I mean, tell
0: that to Doctor Future.
1: Uh, well, did anyone did anyone say you know? Like Trump's the sort of guy that you say to your son, like you need to grow up and be like that man. No, no. like no, this is not that's. No one cares. So if you if you want to take Trump out, or you know weaken him by getting a bunch of Democrats in or whatever, who will supposedly impeach him, which is not going to happen because they're not going to get two thirds of the Senate in as Democrats, which is what you would need. Um. W- so what what you do is, be, I mean, you got to have the economy crash because that's. Kind of been his calling card, like, well, hey, you know, all this stuff's going on, but hey, the economy's good. So, um and I, I think there's a certain amount, as long as that's the case, people. Um, I think he's going to get reelected.
0: Oh, like, yeah, I do too. We'll
1: see. But, you know, a 50% stock market crash and a bunch of people losing their jobs could certainly affect that. So.
0: I mean, let's look at i don't know i don't I tend to think it's not related to politics, especially something as minor as a midterm election but I mean, maybe you're right look at the last crash i mean that was Bush was on his way out. there was really no right. know, he's already done he's finishing winding up eight. there's no way he gets reelected and it was Obama versus well it was Hillary for a minute and then she got the he got the approval mm-hmm. and then who was the other person was it McCain yeah. Jeez. The Maverick McCain, the Maverick. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah.
1: the The man who could be more globalist than any other candidate.
0: Yes, agreed.
1: Um, but uh, I've got a couple of kind of off the wall things, that I. Did, but I'll I'll bring it back here. Okay. So this one, it's uh, short. Variable ratio schedules for creating a high response rate. And um, I'll just re-read it. It's short. In operant, conditioning a variable ratio schedule is a schedule of reinforcement where a response is reinforced after an unpredictable number of responses. This schedule creates a steady high rate of responding gambling and lottery games are good examples of a reward based on a variable ratio schedule schedules of reinforcement play a central role in the operant conditioning process the frequency with which a behavior is reinforced can help determine how quickly a response is learned as well as how strong the response might be each schedule of reinforcement has its own unique set of characteristics there are three common well-known factors um it leads to a high steady response rate. It results in only a brief pause after reinforcement. And rewards are provided after an unpredictable number of responses. Okay, it goes all the way back to uh, good old B.F. Skinner, mm-hmm. you know, who locked his own kid in a cage, uh, among other things. Um, but he he found that um, a non-consistent Reward system was actually more addicting um, and caused a greater response than a consistent rewards system. Right. So this is uh, the The example it's usually given is a slot machine. Um, If you had a slot machine, that for example, okay, so it pays back ninety for ninety-five percent of what is put into it, which is a pretty typical percentage but if it paid back 95 percent on every spin would anyone play slot machines mm-hmm. no because you would just be losing a nickel of every single you know or whatever five uh, percent of your your bet every single time um even if it were every 10 spins because then you could actually manipulate it um it would not be Addicting or, or well, or it wouldn't be profitable because people would figure out how to to game the system. So, Trump's background is casinos. True. This is this is not uh, this is not a fact that is lost on Donald Trump, and it's also something that's very important for um, persuasion. You know, all the Scott Adams stuff. And when you watch Trump, like remember. he'll give rewards like both to his followers and actually to the people who oppose him but it will not be in a consistent schedule like you might be cheering um you might be cheering him getting rid of McMaster or you might be freaking out that he uh hired John Bolton but rest assured whatever side of it you're on he's going to You know, next week he's going to be open to gun control or he's going to do this, he's going to do that. And none of this is accidental or crazy or um, random. Like, it's part of his persuasion technique. It's what he, you know. So he he took it not only from a um, how to get elected standpoint and gaming the system that way, he's governing by the same methodology. Yeah, that, so, make, that makes sense. So what is he giving us? Uh, depends who you are. Okay. So if you are a, let's just say you're kind of like a uh, a Ted Cruz style, or you're someone who believes the Ted Cruz rhetoric, okay. right? So you, you might get a little upset with the fact that he just approved a $1.3 trillion budget. Not exactly fiscally conservative. Sure, Um, he might be a little upset that he was having an affair with a porn star. Right. Probably multiple affairs. Right. Okay. But you've got the Supreme Court justice. You've got um, him. You know, he's raising money for the military, which somehow some of the very same people that are against government spending are for the biggest government program of all, which is the military. Um, so you, you know, I mean, there, there's some good stuff in there and he knows that, you know, the, (laughs) the Democrats are trying to win on an anti-Trump platform. And one of the few kind of hot button issues that they can use where they feel like their opinion is more popular or can be used to motivate people is the gun control thing. So he kind of took that away from them by saying, oh, yeah, I'm open to that. Oh, yeah, you know, we've got to stop these school shootings. Um, knowing that there is no real uh, – there is no possible, like, extreme gun control. Like, people are like, well, why don't we just be like Australia and take all the guns away? Well, you then have a civil war with millions of people dying. So, unless you're actually ready to go to that extent, um, that's not going to happen. And no, like national level politician intends that either. The you know the only motivation is um, make it seem like they want to do something, and oh, they would do something if only they could get a few more Democrats in office. So, uh, kind of the same thing, you know. Okay, the economy is good um, it's not like Trump doesn't know that the economic statistics are bogus.
0: Right. Um, and I, what I kind of thought is, well, he tweeted out today that, Hey, looks like the economy's doing well. Stock market's up or something like this. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: So it's now, I mean, he talked about it during the election of like, uh, you know, the employment rate is not as good as it, claims to be and this and that and now he's saying look best unemployment rate ever because he's he's using the same bogus method keeping that uh, or you know statistics uh, that Obama used I think what he should have done is should have come in and said okay let's look at the last year as it really was oh unemployment rate was really you know 14% or whatever um Record number of people uh, on welfare, record number of people getting food stamps, um, and then start from there. But uh, his approach is okay. Fine, I'm going to buy into the the statistics supposedly and just act like everything's great and that uh, you know consumer confidence is actually a reliable way of expecting the economy to do well. Um, in reality, it's usually a warning sign when consumer confidence gets too high but anyway but i guess the alternative at this point is to say like i don't think the stock market should be that high and then uh then they'll say oh you know trump crashed the economy by talking bad about it so at this point i think he has to continue on the same the same course there so
0: makes sense yeah uh
1: so But I I guess my point isn't so much uh, that what he's doing is is a good thing or a bad thing. It's just I would like people to be able to view it for what it is so that it's not as emotional. (laughs) Amen to that. You know, like people aren't freaking out that Trump abandoned them or I mean, and we both kind of felt like, well, at least the with trump the world war three thermonuclear war with russia is a little bit less likely um but at the same time we never thought like oh this guy's a peace candidate this guy's ron paul no yeah exactly never i mean his foreign policy is horrible
0: He's he's,
1: he's, 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 He's 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 the man who said uh you know, you can't find a more militant person than me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he wants to waterboard people. He wants to bring back more than waterboarding. He, right. you know, he's... Yeah. So, what do you think about John Bolton? The new guy in there? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's... Because uh, you, re- you I'm remember happy, I'm Bush, he... right? No, I don't. Okay.
1: He was like a... I think... I don't know that Bush was actually able to get him approved as UN ambassador or if he was for a very short while. Um, But the, so he, he's like, you know, warmonger to the max, you know? I mean, there's never a war he's against ever. (laughs) Um, But he's also kind of like a old school, um, nationalistic warmonger as opposed to a, a globalist one world government warmonger which doesn't really help a whole lot in most cases because you're still getting lots of war but it is uh, I guess a little bit different
0: yeah it's a different different shade
1: it's kind of like you wants America to run the world as opposed to a, a global international order
0: hmm wants to make America great again <laughs>
1: So I people are like, "Oh this doesn 't match up with trump 's foreign policy i'm like I, actually, I think it matches up perfectly <laughs> with
0: with what 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 Trump actually wants. What you do know? you think about the high turnover rate is I mean is this is a high turnover rate i don 't feel like there's is it just news because it 's trump This sort of stuff happened behind the scenes with with Obama and others all the time i mean it didn 't seem like he went through national security advisors and stuff like that." this fast. I mean, Clinton was in there for what, four years or three years. Um, it just, what do you, I mean, what's going on with this high turnover? Is it, is it his, his inner circle? I mean, what, what's going on here? Any ideas? Well, I,
1: th- I think at, um, I think Bannon really screwed things up when he was in there. Like if you look at stuff that's come out about him, basically he wanted to be the only like, true Trump believer in there or right. portray himself as that. Cause he felt like it would keep his, it would be job security. Like, Oh, Trump's going to keep me around cause I'm the only one on his side. Of That's interesting. The theory. I haven't heard
0: of anything like that. It makes more sense than half the stuff I've heard on the, on the TV lately. Cause he was, um, he
1: was the one as, you know, according to some people anyway, Roger Stone and whoever, which, um, Roger Stone definitely actually knows Trump. Like right. there's, sure. you know, if you're looking for inside, I, I would trust, tend to trust Roger Stone more than I would trust, um, you know, Washington post or what whatever. Right. If you're want to know like what actually is going on, it's going to be, say, through not saying a, through that he's a moral, a, it's going to be through a person. veneer. Yeah. No, not at all. He's a dirty trickster. That's what his job is. Um, but he was always really pushing back on Bannon even when it kinda didn't make any sense. And I think and then you find out that if uh, between Priebus and Bannon, you know, if someone was applying to work at the uh, work for the administration, if they were a like Trump volunteer and supporter, no chance. Hmm. If they were a never Trumper, oh bring him in. Interesting. And it's, uh, so I, I think at some level he's got a clean house right? and got it. And I think partially, you know, it's kind of a management style of no one's going to get, um, everyone's going to be constantly, uh, worried about their job and constantly, you know, hopefully working harder or at least, uh, you know, he's, he has said he, he likes conflict. He likes people hearing from different points of view. He likes people kind of battling it out for it. Um, and it, it does kind of put him kind of above the fray to a certain extent. So with all the chaos going on, the chaos uh, with the turnover, it is also kind of a distraction from, um, from, any, from the latest Trump scandal.
0: Hmm, Interesting.
1: I I think part of it is intended, and part of it is, you know, he kind of figures out this person is is playing for the other team, and and McMaster, you know, is leaking stuff to George Soros, and the guy was bad news. I mean, he was definitely a a globalist on
0: the globalist team. Sure, sure. You know, I'm just looking through our, our folder here. Not one story about the crazy marches this week. All the marches on on Washington and everything else. I mean, it, it, you couldn't you could not escape. I mean, you and I don't care, right? We think yeah. it's silly and we don't care, and that's our personal view and uh, feeling on the matter. Um, but you couldn't escape it. I mean, th- today I, I, I was in the most you know innocuous place I could be, the NBA subreddit, when somebody <laughs> you know posts, "Hey, Carmelo Anthony has helped bus." this many thousands of people to washington dc for the march oh good for him unbelievable <laughs> um, should we uh
1: since i stepped on your beat and no, threw no, in yeah, a, no. please please a, no a killer mike
0: story you want to read that one no no i don't want to read it i want you to go for it buddy
1: okay
0: i was pleasantly so, surprised to see killer mike pop up on the feed <laughs> well What's more surprising, me
1: bringing it in, or the fact that the story came from Breitbart?
0: Uh, It's all pretty... (laughs) (laughs) Killer Mike getting quoted in Breitbart is uh, (laughs) something I did not think I would see anytime soon. For those of you who don't know who Killer Mike is, 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 first off, his name is a reference to being able to kill microphones and uh second off he you know it's kind of a favorite around here at least from my point of view first for his political views all except for the fact that he was a uh a, a big 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 bernie supporter uh big bernie supporter he's also kind of the zeitgeist view of history which is unfortunate as far as his religious views but he uh holds pulls no punches whether going after uh religion whether it's you know, Catholic or Muslim or whatever. Also against going going after the government when he sees fit, and I tend to agree with him almost to a T when he talks about uh, government. So anyway, that's just the guy.
1: So yeah, so this particular um, article, rapper Killer Mike to progressive gun grabbers: You're not woke, and you're going to progress us into slavery. <laughs> <laughs> um, while students and activists geared up to march in Washington, D.C. and across the country in support of new restrictions on the Second Amendment, rapper Killer Mike warned that gun control is the way the progressive left can return black Americans to slavery. In an interview with NRA TV's Colloy Call- Noor, uh, Killer Mike explained how the left equates gun control with progress and observed they're going to progress us right into slavery. In the lead-up to the March 14 school walkout for gun control, Killer Mike said he told his kids, I love you, but if you walk out that school, walk out of my house. <laughs> you can't continue to be the lackey, the Atlanta based rapper and business owner said. You're a lackey of the progressive movement because you have never disagreed with the people who tell you what to do. Noir pointed out that celebrities like George Clooney and Steven Spielberg pledged $500,000 to Saturday's gun control march. Celebrities often don't know what to do. They're told what to do, Killer Mike said, explaining how a famous rapper who's a friend of his felt pressured into doing an anti gun promo. Killer Mike told his friend that he's very pro Second Amendment and that it is about the children for him. After shooting down his daughter's college campus, Savannah State University, I talked to my wife and daughter after that and the decision was we're going to train we're going to go to Savannah and she's going to get a gun and train more. We're, training, we're raising a generation of kids where everyone gets a trophy, but in real life, everyone doesn't get a trophy, Killer Mike said. In real life, the cops don't come on time. He observed that defending the Second Amendment is an issue where, it, where a division arises between people who might otherwise be political allies, saying, We are a gun-owning family. We are a family where my sister farms. We are a family where we will fish. We will hunt. But we are not a family that jumps on every single thing an ally of ours does because there are some things that we just don't agree
0: with. Interesting. On June 15, 2015, Breitbart News reported that Killer Mike reacted to the heinous shooting of nine innocents at the Emanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church by saying, What happened in Charleston is an act of terror committed by a terrorist. Simple and plain. I wish those folks in that church had been armed. (laughs) When When some fans reacted adversely, Killer Mike followed up his comments by talking about the number of citizens who attend NRA meetings while armed. He said... I know no one attacks NRA meetings. You ever wonder why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I think,
1: um, yeah, I, I think he nails it. And also I think it's important, uh, you know, beware the utopians, right? The, the people that say, Oh, we can make a
0: right. a
1: world without school shootings without this problem or that problem. uh, unless you turn it into a prison and oh wait there's killings and stabbings and drug deals going on in prison where the government has total control and no one has any rights including rights to privacy you still have issues so the you know the idea that you can pass a law um and fix things it's it's i don't know it's magical thinking and and uh that magical thinking from People who mean well is being used, you know, as a variable to get people to vote for Democrats. That's all it is. Yeah, so, that's and true. that's all that, and by the way, if you're holding your breath, oh, and actually, one other thing to sell more guns.
0: There you go. Um,
1: I, I threw one in there, no read, no, there's no real article with it, but Google searches for buy ar-15 surge after the after saturday's gun control rally as they always do so you know like i said donald trump uh he didn't want obama going down as a better gun salesman than him so he's he's willing to to make it seem like there might be some gun control you might not be able to buy that ar i'd better get out there and buy it now
0: I'm going to ask a question that is very controversial in in many circles, definitely not between you and I, but why is it the further somebody gets into intellectual circles of all things, the more kind of easily swayed they are by these massive movements? in a response to critical moments? Is it it a lack of of thinking skills, of critical thinking skills, a lack of ability to think outside the box? I had a childhood friend of mine who is one of the smartest people I've ever known. You know, um, she actually, uh, you know, she went to George Washington University. She's an attorney. I think she worked for the UN at some point. Everything else, I mean, maybe working for the UN part was it? But she didn't work for them, but worked with them. But just this very, very intelligent person, and she like literally went to Washington D.C. and marched with them. And it seems so intellectually bankrupt of mm-hmm. a of a pursuit. I mean. They're taking kids from around the country. <laughs> I mean, it's literally I mean, it's child abuse. Adam the, Adam Curry The keeps- same
1: the same kids you were worried about eating Tide Pods are now the ones we have to listen to on gun control yeah yes. i mean
0: they're taking it's like adam keep adam curry keeps going on about on the no agenda show how it's child abuse and it is i mean they're taking is. these kids really out there and they're telling them yeah you you go and you you stick it to the man and to trump and to the nra and here we are we have a republican in office and there's people who are marching again where the heck were you guys for the last eight years but it, but before you, that you know back to your original question there
1: Uh, You know, if you go even back to Edward Bernays, he says the uh, influencers like the journalists and the teachers, they have to be propagandized the most of anyone like you. You have to make sure that that group of people is brainwashed beyond any coming back.
0: And that's what we got. I mean, um, we it, definitely do. I mean, just seeing her go to that was just, was, it was, it was, it's actually, it's straight up disappointing. I did, it was just like, oh, this, this, this stinks. I just, and it, hey, people listening to the show, if you think that, I don't even know how the, to, I don't I even, mean, I don't even know how to do a, a, a disclaimer for the whole audience about our thoughts on this march. <laughs> we don't care. We don't care. I mean, <laughs> it's not that we don't care about kids, but uh, the amount of, uh, <laughs> Goodness gracious, Cadence just (laughs) cough up a hairball right in the middle of the show, please. Do you want to get any food while you're here? Let me scratch your belly. Anything else I could do? Anyway, my Cadence is offended by this all this liberal bashing. (laughs) Well,
1: yeah, it is. It it's the power of mass media and. I mean, there's always been the marches part. It, it, I think kids think that they're part of something new, like mass demonstrations.
0: I, I'm even, I'm even jaded on that. I mean, there's not, there's always marches if there's a Republican in office. If if Obama's in office, he's going to take care of it. Is this for real? This dog right now? I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not even editing this out. This is real life. Um, Obama's in office, we don't even march about guns. You've got a kid now, Tim. You can get rid of the dog. <laughs> she's not going anywhere man she's just sitting here you know what i need to do is i have this potential mother-in-law unit in the backyard and it's i need to paint it i need to clean it out and i could just go into a totally separate building to do the podcast it would be a lot oh i thought
1: you were gonna turn a mother-in-law unit into a giant
0: doghouse. no i should turn it into an actual (laughs) like an actual room yeah Yeah. i could actually go out and (sighs) you know what do you have internet out there uh, I bet my Wi-Fi would make it out there. Mm, I don't know if I'd do that. No? No. Why's that?
1: Oh, you're just adding in more latency and potential issues
0: there. Yeah, we'll see. The uh, <laughs> One of the things, the truest things Dr. Future said when this last week was I said I owned a house. And he goes, oh, now you know what life's all about. And I was like, what's that? He goes, doing chores. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> So anyway, I need to get that thing up. But anyway, the, the most intellectually, I don't, I don't get it, man. It just, it's, it's very disheartening. It's disheartening. This too shall pass, though. I know, I know. It will too. It's, this whole yep. thing is going to go away. But these kids, I feel like these kids. When these kids reach the voting age, when these kids get older that have gone through this, it's going to be an, a whole nother. A well, whole nother he, deal. He, So with um.
1: At your workplace, okay. are most of your coworkers uh, like similar age to you and older, or are there a number of younger? Uh,
0: uh, I would say it's pretty varied, but I, I I guess they're similar age. No, my direct coworkers, a lot of them are younger. And so I work in the sales part. There's a couple younger people up there. Uh, I'm actually one of the older guys, just by kind of a. Mir- miraculous set of circumstances, but when you head back to the service department, they're you know they they tend to be my age and older. Mm. So, like the people
1: that I have to do actual work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Hoffman, hey, I'm in sales too. You're a, right. you're a yeah. jerk. I can turn a wrench, man. I've been able I've turned a wrench at different points in my man, life. Man,
1: we we, my company cannot find enough like uh service yeah, level employees, like customer service yes, employees.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. We can't it, we can't find enough technicians. Land Rovers like sell a million cars and like we're like, okay, let's try. So we're selling all these cars and like the Bellevue location which sells way more. They don't they can't they like if you want to make a service report, it's like a month out because they can't train people fast enough or get yeah. them to to keep up with the amount of demand. I, I, I sometimes I look at my son and I think You're going to be a crane operator and maintenance worker. Do you know how much money those people make? Do you have any idea how much money? I'll tell you right now. I've sold a car to one of them. His son started out at $100,000 a year. Yeah. He is a crane maintenance man. He works downtown Seattle. His dad is the guy I sold the car to. It runs the uh, entire outfit and all the guys that do the maintenance down there. And, uh, you know, hardworking guy. But, Mm -hmm. but. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't assume that this person's making, you know what what he's probably making, and I I don't know for sure, but it's a it's a, his son started at a hundred, so let's. so the there's a couple of, uh
1: you know kind of concurrent issues going on. There's what was described, um, let's say by a, a, a different employer I know I know well. I'll, I'll say that, um, that. Millennials act like uh, you're, they're doing you a favor when they show up to work, and don't really feel like they should have to show up like you know on that regular of a basis. If they, if they don't feel like it, or they got something else going on, like what? What do you mean go to work? And but there's uh, there's government incentives built in. Um, a, a relative of mine. Uh, they hired someone to work at, a, it's a little non-profit food bank, right? Mm-hmm. So they uh, they needed someone just to come in for a couple hours a day and do some cleaning. Like kind of, you know, a 11 to 1 type thing. Um, the person they hired discovered that for every dollar she made, she her rent would go up by 50 cents. And her other welfare benefits would go down by 50 cents. So so her attitude was like, well, you know, it's kind of be a good thing. But, it, you know, if I got something going on that day, I'm just not going to come in. So she just would come in when she felt like it, maybe five times a month <laughs> rather than five times a week. And uh, so they eventually had to go hire someone else. And they hired an older gentleman who's retired from his other job, and what do you know? He's there every day. When he's supposed to be, gets his work done quickly and goes home. <laughs> it's and it's like a, a, you know, revelation to have someone. And it's it tends to be older people,
0: right? A couple things. First off, if you're willing to do car sales, whether or not you classified it as actual work, and you're a millennial. You're you're somebody who's willing to to bust their butt and show up. You're
1: you're, you're self selecting a different,
0: yeah, yes, a, a, so, a different group. So you know, they're are definitely mean. not they're not the type of people that you're talking about. However, in the uh, detail department, the cleaning and the washing of the cars, we have been through many, many, many different employees of the millennial age, of people who come through there and get fired or and or quit or just can't even handle the stresses of getting the cars washed and brought them to the front. <laughs> So uh, and
1: and the thing is, you know, if if they brought someone in, I don't care if you got a college degree or anything else. If you go into a place like that and work hard, you will move up. Yeah, and maybe work your way into sales, or at least work your way higher up that's in what, the service
0: side of things. That's what know? Dave Ramsey said: he's like, it's not really that hard. Show up every day on time. Smile. And work the entire time you're there. That's it. That's all you have to do. And yeah. people, you know, you will advance. And people, you know, just you know. Anyway, why why did you get on this topic? I was talking about uh, intellectually bankrupt, and we were moving on to different things. And you asked the people that work with me, older or younger? When I was talking about guns, or how do we get here?
1: Well, no, for the, it was more for the uh, the marchers. Oh,
0: the marchers. Understood. Understood. So the,
1: it's just kind of the attitude of like the problem is out there and it's bigger. And it's it's because of it's because of propaganda and mass media making you feel like a like, both like you're totally isolated and like you're part of a collective at the same time. Right. But you're part of a collective along political grounds that really don't you don't really have anything really in common with people if all you agree, if you're just like politically aligned, you know, showing up at a gun control march or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, but it it gives, there's a boogeyman there. Donald Trump is a boogeyman. Republicans are a boogeyman, you know, uh, but when obama was in office he was a boogeyman there were there were plenty of marches there was the uh, tea party stuff
0: oh that's right yeah yeah you know it's it's, it's a scam and the occupy movement started then too political marches are a scam yeah they certainly are now you know now that i think of it i should be more uh uh excited or you know more feel more blessed about my actual working environment because i do have a. I kind of, kind of runs the gamut of all age groups so it's kind of it's kind of a good thing so i can go yeah. back there and talk to them and you know like t- today i was filling up my water bottle and there was two different uh t- one guy from uh the, one of the mechanics was talking to one of the guys from parts and they're you know sitting there talking about this or that and he goes yeah i do the other day, I forgot I hadn't renewed my license, so I was like, oh, crap, I can't carry it all, maybe this or that, and I'm, I'm like, filling my water up. I'm like, are you guys talking about guns? And, like, the whole room went quiet. I was like, because I think guns are horrible. They kill people, and they <laughs> should never be around, and they're evil. And I turned around, and the one guy was cracking up, because we've had many conversations, and the other guy just kind of looked at me like, well, no, people kill people. I'm like, man, I'm joking. I'm just, <laughs> I don't, care. <laughs> I don't really care. He goes, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yes. Anyway, so I, I, there's a, there's a varied amount, but I also, my, uh, yeah,
1: I'm, uh, oh, I can't quite see the book over there, but um uh, are you familiar with a writer named Anthony Doerr, D-O-E-R-R? I don't think so. No, uh, he, if you're, if you like just good writing, um, He's, he's, he's an excellent writer as far as technically. Um, but I'm reading a novel of his which follows a couple different people through, you know, World War II era in France. Okay. And, um, and he's got the uh, the Hitler gun confiscation in there. So they come in. They, <laughs> it said, like, there's a sign that says, voluntary... Uh, gun confiscation. Mm-hmm. Anyone who does not turn in their guns will be shot. <laughs> <laughs> voluntary, though. It's totally voluntary.
0: <laughs> it's voluntarianism.
1: Yes. So <laughs> the voluntary uh, rule enforced at the point of a gun.
0: <laughs> gotta love it. Hey, I gotta get a couple of these stories out of here for sure. One of them okay. is Elizabeth Warren refuses DNA test to prove... Her Native American uh, heritage, which is amazing. That's from the New York Post. (laughs) So Pocahontas may not be Pocahontas after all. Uh, Another one, this one's from Zero Hedge. Turns out you don't even need Facebook to spy on you. FBI has been paying Geek Squad to spy on customers for over a decade. Yes, which I think we talked about that at one point years ago that the, yeah that you would bring in yeah i think i think i think that's true cuz i remember yep. my father in law having a certain uh situation where he brought it in and uh i didn't like kind of the way it was handled but yeah so there you go Geek squad doesn't even have to be uh your phone uh keeping it going here uh shep shepherd smith moment of uh uh candid moment you heard her he said fox news opinion hosts don't really have rules um which uh um, he just got
1: re upped by Fox,
0: oh did he, yeah, let me check this out, which
1: i I think i I thought he was trying to get fired and go work at you know a different network, but it, apparently it, not, it sure seemed that way for a minute there, didn't it, yeah, so he'd say like they fired me because I'm gay, but that was my. It wasn't the fact that my political opinions are 180 degrees from 95% of the people who watch the channel I'm on. That had (laughs) nothing to do with it.
0: Uh, Fox News anchor Shepard Smith says, Opinion programming on his network doesn't really have rules and exists strictly to be entertaining in an interview published on Thursday. Some of our opinion programming is there strictly to be entertaining, Smith told Time Magazine's Daniel Otterio. In a piece titled, Shep Smith Has the Hardest Job on Fox News, we serve different masters, Smith54 added, when discussing the difference between the opinion side of Fox News, including shows such as the Sean Hannity Show and the network's uh, news division. We work for different reporting chains. We have different rules. They don't really have rules on the opinion side. They can say whatever they want if it's just their opinion. The interview comes to the network, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. You get the point. Somebody from Fox News admitting Fox News is just opinions but
1: at the same time claiming that he's like objective journalist
0: right man <laughs> i've been wanting to How read convenient. This. i've been wanting to read this article to you since it was actually tweeted at our revelations radio news twitter which if you can't if you're not familiar with us or if you don't follow us on twitter rev radio news rev radio news you can always tweet stories at us and our good friend down in chile mr abby tweeted this to us richard dawkins suggests eating Human flesh to overcome cannibalism. Uh, to overcome cannibalism Wait. taboo. Oh. Yeah, professional atheist Richard, idea. Richard Dawkins continues to push the envelope against a God deluded world, proposing that cultivating and eating human meat might also help society overcome its taboo against cannibalism.
1: Because that's what we need to overcome. There you go. <laughs> because, you know. Richard Dawkins should uh, should know, historically, that uh, there have been plenty of cannibals. Not exactly the societies we want to copy ours
0: after. I mean, let's give it a whirl, though. Richard Dawkins, tissue culture, clean meat, already in 2018. I've been looking forward to this. What if human meat is grown? Could we overcome our taboo against cannibalism? an interesting test case for consequentialist morality versus yuck reaction absolutism that is that is that is darwinism summed up in a five line tweet by a maniac I and mean, that is that is <laughs> that is everything that I, I despise about darwinism right there it's just like there's no absolutism like let's question eating other people like is there if there's me but it's kind of like it makes sense like intellectually if there is no god why not right I'm just an animal right. you're an animal it has to you know and this is he's like he's just boiled it down to it's like end like hey hey, man let's grow some lab human meat let's save the oh, world it's the same thing you know if abortion's
1: not wrong Oof. before birth then well if you're just saying that you know they're not really fully human because they can't talk yet and so you know why not abortion at 6 months or a year it's the same
0: best best meme you know, I- post i saw about the whole gun control thing abortion deaths in the first quarter or the first half of 2016 500,000 obesity linked deaths 128,000 gun gun uh, involved deaths involving a shooting that re- that resulted in death uh, 1,562 so you know there you go that's in the period of yeah. six months, and how many out of those one thousand five hundred and sixty two were suicides a lot a lot yeah I didn't know we were I didn't know that the abortion numbers were that high did you i don't I don't know that they are but i don't I don't have any it was just a stupid picture meme posted
1: it's, I think it's in the mid fifty million since roe v Wade, so that's that's probably about right
0: I heard your tone of voice change. As it should. It's, it's, it's disturbing, huh?
1: Yeah, very disturbing.
0: Very, it's... very disturbing. Uh so we know what else is disturbing? Uh, lobbyists investigating Seth Rich murder. <laughs> this is uh, almost laughable when you throw this in there. I thought you gotta be kidding me.
1: Yeah. Um Oh so he uh he didn't get killed, he didn't die. He's oh, still really? alive. Oh, my god. He was shot twice in the back and run over. Wow. But managed to survive. The guy who did it, though, uh, had come to him and like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to help you find out who killed Seth Rich and did all this stuff and then um, was trying to take, like, the investigation in a different direction and try to control everything. And and so that... the guy told him to get lost and thought that was the end of it. And then the guy tried to kill him in a
0: parking garage. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Um, there's a couple. We also have to get out real quick too. Uh, so I'll put that one in there. Uh, oh, we got to touch on the Uber story. You saw, you saw that video or did you see what happened?
1: Um, Yeah. 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 This so this is and
0: it, so, there's so much that can go wrong. It's so bad. It's so bad. I'm in the car industry, right? So I'm on the, the cutting edge of this stuff. You yeah. you can't just let go of the wheel. It's just and and even if you can, these systems fail. It's well, uh it's 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 crazy it's a crazy amount of propaganda that we've been fed. I got people I've responded to somebody inquiring to purchase a car from a very prestigious school, I'm talking, you would probably put him top 10 in the country, Mm -hmm. .edu is their email address, okay? And his response to me after inquiring about purchasing a car from my dealership was, you know, I'm just going to wait a couple of years and get a car that just drives itself. (laughs) And I'm like, I literally had to like hold my breath like, all right, well, good luck with that. Like, we are not close to that i know that the world would like to convince everybody that we are we are not you have to be in the car you have to have some and i guess nowadays they have cars that drive around without people you know but those same cars have had issues discer- discerning the sky from the tractor trailers and have you know oh. ca- careened into them there's been all kinds of accidents there just hasn't been a death like this and now here we have one well and this uh, vi- Yeah, because
1: they're usually driving around at 10 miles an hour. So if they bump into another car, it's not a big deal. But, yeah, it's, oh, what do you know, a person, because they weren't in the crosswalk. So how how are we supposed to recognize a person that's not on the crosswalk?
0: Right. Well, and then I've heard a lot of talk about that video, and the video just shows the camera from inside the car. But there was a YouTuber who actually went out and on a, like a mission to prove he's like that street's not that bad, and he, vid- he, he videoed himself driving down the same street, and it didn't look anything like it did in the video. He said, right. "I can see everything, you know. I can see what's going on." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that well was... it
1: wasn't it Tempe, Arizona? I used to live in Tempe, Arizona. Did you? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I think it was Tempe. I should look up what street it was on, but but you know the well and here's another thing uh my wife's car is an automatic and i drive a a manual transmission car no we have something else
0: in common my wife's car also
1: <laughs> automatic my manual so sometimes if you're um you know going from one to the other it's like why isn't the car starting oh i didn't put the clutch in you know right right uh well, imagine going back and forth between sure. a self-driving car and a non-self-driving car. Yeah. Like, you're just going to train people with horrific driving habits. Yeah, that's true. That will not then be able to, like, if it's a, a oh, it sounds great to get your 16-year-old self-driving car. Oh, it will be safer. They'll never know how to drive.
0: Which is an issue.
1: <laughs> yes, it's definitely an issue.
0: Especially when the car starts to fail. Yeah, it, Elon Musk and uh, Uber, you know, some of the biggest propagandists of our time, electric cars of the future and self-driving car, electric self-driving cars of the future. I just, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's, I, I just, I'm just not there with it.
1: Come talk to me when you can, you know, mass produce vehicles that run on water.
0: Yes. That would be, that, nice. would, be, that would be a useful technology. Uh, the Mueller witness for this beloved Mueller investigation of Trump that everybody's looking forward to the release of, uh, George Nader. This was an interesting in the way this kind of, un, uh, unfolded, but you know, this was on Reddit and other conspiracy related websites, uh, Reddit conspiracy and other, uh, alternative news websites, I guess should be a better way of putting it. But George Nader who advised the white house got a six month sentence in 1991 for child pornography. And uh, had been suspected of being a pedophile, Um, he was one of the one of the key witnesses in the Mueller investigation. So that you know, it comes out a few weeks ago in a couple different alternative news sites, and it was pretty weird. Within about four or five days, boom, the guy fled the country. So Mm. yeah, March. I guess it was over a week ago now, but March 16th, he's out of here. I think he went to. New Zealand? Uh, <laughs> no, <special laughs> I didn't consensus. put the article in there, but there's... Details of the yeah. Virginia case. Associated Press. that Nader was convicted in the Czech Republic in 2002 of 10 cases of sexually abusing minors. He was... Nader received a six-month sentence from federal court in Northern Virginia in 1991 on a felony charge of uh, transporting sexually explicit materials in foreign commerce, according to the political. Uh, According to newly released records to prison records, excuse me, newly released records and to prison records, Politico obtained under the Freedom of Information Act. So he was like a big guy that was everybody just kind of looked the other way because he was doing international deals. And the 1991 indictment came after customs inspectors at Dulles Airport found two especially. uh, Sexually explicit videotapes in Nader's luggage as he arrived on a flight from Germany. A pediatrician consulted by the government said the boys in the videos were about thirteen or fourteen years old. So there's your star witness. The,
1: Although the, the power structure loves pedos, pedos because you've got total control over him.
0: Although the United States government at the highest levels is aware of Mr. Nader's participation in these negotiations, no official confirmation of his activities will be forthcoming since our government's official policy is not to negotiate with hostage takers, defense attorneys, Neil Jaffe and Richard Mendelssohn wrote the defense filed several letters of support, including from John Sutherland, whose husband Thomas was a professor at American university at Beirut, who was then being held hostage. So he was negotiating hostage release deals and was apparently abusing minors in the Czech Republic and transporting child porn across international lines. I believe now he is. I don't know where he is, man. He disappeared. Hmm. I thought. Well, I, I felt felt like somebody said he was. This.
1: I've got one more story. If you've got more, that's that's fine. But I wanted to talk about this one because uh, when I went to put it in the in the folder you had already put it in there
0: yeah you just definitely get that one in there okay so um
1: this is the pulse nightclub shooting hey another shooting in F- in florida somehow not talked about anymore maybe because it was a i don't know Was did the, the guy didn't use an ar-15 there was a
0: handgun that, that was a really weird one
1: it was really um, weird. That was the, guy really... Cl- the guy claimed he was with Isis and
0: and he went to go whatever. kill homosexuals but or a gay, at a gay bar but then wasn't he like a, a didn't he f- right he frequent was the gay bar gay. Yeah, yeah, it was a very
1: strange deal. And uh the timeline was all screwed up. Uh he listened to audio of the police breaking into the building and it sounds, it sounds like, like they're they fired shooting about people 10,000 rounds. Yeah. yeah. Um so there's questions about, did this guy shoot all the people, or did a, a, at least a whole lot of them get shot by police? Um, but now something new, and utterly oh. unsurprising. Uh, Pulse nightclub gunman Omar Mateen's father, Sadiq Mateen, was an FBI informant for You're more than a decade. me before the 2016 mass shooting and is facing a criminal investigation in connection with money transfers to Turkey and Afghanistan. It was disclosed Monday during the trial of Mateen's widow. FBI Special Agent uh, Ju- Juvenal Martin or Ju- yeah, also testified that he considered developing Omar Mateen as an informant after closing an investigation into comments Mateen made at work in 2013 about belonging to terrorist organizations. Defense lawyers for Noor Salman argued the case against her should be thrown out or declared a mistrial, but U.S. District Judge Paul Byron rejected that request. This trial is not about Sadiq Mateen, it's about Noor Salman, Byron said. I would agree with that. Um, Afterwards, Salman hunched over the table in front of of her and held her face in her hands while lawyers spoke privately with the judge. According to a motion filed by Salman's lawyers, the defense team learned about Sadiq Mateen's work for the FBI on Saturday in an email from Prosecutor Sarah Sweeney. She said the elder Mateen had been an FBI source at various points between January 2005 and June 2016. Sadiq Mateen was on the prosecutor's witness list, but they rested their case last week without calling him to testify. Uh, You can read between the lines. They probably didn't want him cross-examined. Sweeney also disclosed that FBI agents investigating the shooting found receipts for money transfers to Turkey and Afghanistan between March 16, 2016 and June 5, 2016. On June 10, Omar Mateen searched for cheap tickets to Istanbul. Omar Mateen opened fire inside Pulse nightclub on June 12, 2016, killing 49 people. Uh, Salman's defense lawyers suggested his father's sending money to Turkey and Afghanistan indicates Omar Mateen might have planned to travel to one of the countries to join a terrorist organization, Sadiq Mateen, or at least get out of Dodge. Sadiq Mateen was not, was not aware he was under investigation, but defense lawyer Fritz Geller told the judge he had since informed the elder Mateen's lawyer, Tampa-based attorney Todd Foster. Foster declined to comment when reached by phone late Monday. Now, one other thing about him this guy uh, was in a red hat right behind Hillary Clinton at a Hillary Clinton rally two months after the Pulse nightclub shooting. That's crazy, man. That's just. Like with the big smile on his face. Yeah. That's uh, cool. You know, th- th- it's fishy, <laughs> that whole thing. <laughs> like, how is the FBI of always the year. involved? How are they always involved?
0: Always. Always involved. In the domestic shootings. Every time. There's an informant. There's something. It's always involved. Man. Well, it's getting late. I'm going to wrap it on a a slightly higher note. Are you ready for this one? I just got a single tweet I'm going to read to you. Okay. This is from Larry Elder. It's a... uh, the
1: black conservative talk show
0: host a black conservative talk show host
1: did you already read this tweet
0: i did i thought it was funny yeah. yeah trey trey parker and matt stone of south park asked me to introduce them as they received a freedom award from the norman lear organization after they gracefully <laughs> accept graciously accepted they said we're republicans nervous laughter they repeated no seriously we're republicans <laughs> So hashtag priceless. Uh, we're gonna leave it on that note uh, because of well, course. Well, did those people not know who Larry Elder was? I guess uh, I don't know. They must have. They they probably didn't.
1: Honestly, I mean, if, oh. if you don't listen to like the Norman Lear people, probably did not know who Larry Elder was.
0: But when Trey Trey and Matt asked them asked him to do it, yes. Okay. Yeah. So you think they should have tipped him off there? Okay, gotcha. But no, yeah. no, 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 and, and and I don't bring this up, and Andrew and I don't laugh at it because hey, we're Republicans because we're not. <laughs> we bring it up and laugh about it because Trey and Matt, although we disagree with them on a plethora of issues, uh, you got to hand it to them. eleven,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, we got to hand it to them. They are true free speech advocates. I mean, nobody goes unpunished, right? Nobody goes. Nobody can can, can be uh, yeah. And I and I disagree with it. I mean, sometimes they even use Jesus in a disparaging or strange manner. I, I don't like that, but it's their freedom to do so, right? And they do that with everybody. And there is some—that's uh, what freedom's supposed to look like. Not that you agree with it all the time, but they go after and make fun of everybody.
1: Yeah, I haven't watched any of their stuff in a long time, but it, they were from, um, you know, I I can re—I am young enough to remember when comedy was actually funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome well team america world police is still an amazing movie it's still relevant it's still relevant and still an amazing movie and it's funny, sub- funny. just
1: substitute in the uh the, the younger kim
0: yeah yeah exactly substitute in the younger kim and then take bush out and throw uh trump in and it's all still relevant but uh you know they do th- use the potty humor and all that stuff so that's uh you know fair warning on that but uh, you know, that's what free speech is supposed to look like, right? They just, you know, I think the famous story was that uh, Isaac Hayes was like the one person that they couldn't go after, you know, because Isaac Hayes said, hey, you can't go after Scientologists, you know, because I'm a Scientologist. Right. And they're like, oh, we're totally going after Scientologists. And he's like, you can't do that. I'll quit the show. And they're like, OK, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which in- endeared me to them a little bit further. So. You know that's what free speech looks like. Whether you're Christian, whether you're, you know, uh, atheist, whether you're Muslim, whether you're Democrat, whether you're Republican, whether you're an anarchist, conservative, whatever it is, that's what free speech is supposed to look like. People just saying whatever they want and not being, you know, not getting kicked back from it or judged. You know, I guess you can get judged, but uh, all of a sudden nowadays you can't even say it, right? That's hate speech. You can't say it. you can't say you believe in God in the Bible. That's hate speech. We're not quite there yet. Pretty soon. Pretty soon. Pretty soon. There you know,
1: the pesky constitution, I guess if you get rid of the second amendment, you can get rid of the first amendment,
0: but I read a interesting quote. I think was somebody on Twitter that said, I, "I don't own a gun, but I'm beginning to believe the uh, I don't own a gun, nor have I ever desired to, but I'm beginning to realize the Second Amendment might be our most important amendment." Yeah, interesting.
1: I, all right, I've got a stolen words of wisdom.
0: I'm ready. Hit me.
1: Okay. Uh, people used to protest to get more rights now they protest to get their rights taken away
0: yeah i saw that meme <laughs> it's a yeah i saw that bunch of kids marching on washington to get some of their rights taken away take our yeah. rights away take our rights away so i'm I'm confused is is are we really are we run by literal hitler right now did literal hitler or stalin stasi putin puppet get we, into office we, is that who you want to take your guns yep Yep. we we uh
1: he's clearly a putin puppet and literally hitler but we trust uh the organization that he's in charge of currently to take everyone's guns away and take care of us
0: (laughs) real smart sounds like a plan well pleasure to have you back on the show thank you everybody for listening uh if you didn't catch last week you can cut, check in with dr future and uh, see what he's up to writing all of the words in the english language into a book series so we're looking forward to him uh releasing those soon well, hopefully we'll have him back on and andrew you were prompted in several different points of that interview one of which was just that you guys should be on the show at the same time so
1: we'll yeah have, we'll, we'll have make it that. like a four-hour show instead of Two and a half hours. <laughs> All right, let's
0: All right. Uh, let's uh, let's get out there and be somebody. Everybody, go hug, go hug somebody that thinks that the world's about to explode. Tell them it's not. It's going to be okay.
1: It, it probably won't. May the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, Katniss. <laughs> A copy of this podcast, as well as
1: links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. dot com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com dot com and click on the contact tab or support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com dot com,
0: and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you see? We didn't even cover our stupid Skype story. I should just do that right now for a post-bonus story. S- Skype, Skype. Microsoft bans offensive offensive language from Skype, saying that they will cut off your uh, feed, cut off your your show. Some it means you're listening to this phone call. Hey, Skype, you got any, <laughs> you got any offensive language for him, Andrew? Uh, Jesus is the Lord. <laughs> I love it.